we had so much time in this studio. We we spent so much time um, for doing music and spent so much time just five friends, and it was magic. Welcome to the first episode of FC Überall in 2022. FC Überall remains the only English-speaking podcast for international fans focusing on FC Köln, FC fans, the city of Cologne and its culture. And today we are going to take a look at Cologne's music scene. So I invited two experts who are at the forefront and one of the most prominent resemblances of the new generation of Cologne's music scene. Here are Dominic Schönenborn and Yannick Richter from the Kölsche band Cat Baloo. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hi, Hi, nice to be here. So you all probably heard at least one of their songs like Etiet K. Wort or Die Sterne Stern Jod or Hück steht die Welt still. But just in case you don't know more about the band, here's a quick update. Cat Baloo formed in 1999 in Bergisch Gladbach, which is on the east side of the city of Cologne. The band consists of guitarist and singer Olli, bass guitar player Kevin, Hannes on drums, Dominic on keyboards, and since 2019, they have Yannick on guitar. Cat Baloo released five studio albums, most of them on pavement records, but the most recent one, which is called Alles Bunt, which translates to Everything Colorful, was released on November 2021 via the independent label Miau Records, which is run by Dominic and Stefan Wolter. The band has been touring in Cologne, in the Rhineland, which is the area around Cologne, as well as the rest of Germany since basically, I think, 2012. Last not least, they are one of a handful of bands that gloriously continued and extended the rich tradition of Kölsche Mundart, so music in the Cologne dialect, from bands like Blackfirst, who were in the first wave of that. Is that correct or would you like to add something to that? No, I think it's perfectly, um, everything is fine and uh, it's very detailed uh, story about Kepaluk, very good. I can tell now you did your math already. I did, yes, I did my research, so uh, whew, I'm glad about that. So uh, first question, let's just jump right into today's topic, music and Cologne. And I think we have to start with Cologne. What does Cologne mean to you? Yes, Cologne is a very important thing. It's our home. Yes, it's a um, very important thing, I think, in this time. And um, since we, we've begun to sing in, in, in Kölsch and the um, Cologne dialect, it's more and more important for us. I think we all grew up under circumstances where, where we got uh, in touch with the Cologne uh, dialect and music scene very early in our lives. So even though we are all from a little town that is close to Cologne. We came in contact, I mean, it's a, it's a very short ride from Bergschladbach to Köln. For American every, standards, uh, yes, it would ev be everybody, the same city. Everybody knows Bergschladbach because um, Heidi Klum is uh, coming from, from Bergschladbach, yes. And uh, I even said it's the um, 87th quarter, or 87. Viertel from Cologne, <laughs> yeah. yes. 
Yeah, the Fedel, of course, uh, the famous districts in Cologne, uh, and every Fedel has its own culture, its own center. Um, so that is one of the main and many things that are special about Cologne. But let's go back to the music scene. What do you think makes the music scene starting with Willy Ostermann and then later uh, Blackfurst and, and so on and so forth? What makes that music scene so special and different from other cities in Germany? Well, I'd, I'd say... To begin with, uh, it's nothing new in Germany and uh, hasn't been something new to sing in a dialect. Uh, so there's great music coming from Bavaria also uh, in, in former times. But in Cologne, it was always linked to, on the one hand, Carnival, which is the, the celebration of Carnival, and on the other hand, political songs. In the times of uh, Willy Ostermann and uh, Karl Babur and all the people that... Um, composing music uh, starting in 1920s and I, I, yeah. I think it's a very um, special place because in in Cologne we have a, a, a very special music culture and we have uh, over I think 300 bands only in this I call it small town because we have just one million people living here I, I don't know if there is a place in the world where uh, one band can fill a stadium and uh, I think Uh, next to Düsseldorf. Düsseldorf is, uh, I think, 30 kilometers, 40 kilometers from here. And uh, they never would do that there. And one of the things that I uh, noticed there too is like, well, you have played the uh, Köln Arena, one of the biggest arenas in the city, but then you also play smaller stages as well. So I think the dynamic of accessibility of a band is really something that exists in the, in the Cologne music scene that I personally really like about it. Yeah, and it uh, got more intense in the last, I would say, 10 years or even a little bit more, starting off with Cat Baloo as a new wave. As you already pointed out, the Cologne uh, music uh, tradition started way back uh, in uh, the 19th century and even earlier times and then evolved. The first uh, milestone to be mentioned uh, would be the Black Furs, uh, because uh, from before them, I think they had their breakthrough in the 1970s. Before that, the, the carnival, in the form it was celebrated, it was a little bit more stiff. And they have the role of, uh, I, I mean, we could compare it to the Beatles or uh, the Rolling Stones for Cologne. You, can, you have to look at the Cologne music scene very egocentric, uh, just circling around its uh, own... And then, okay, some bands like the Höhner evolved uh, from the Black First Impact. And then the next big milestone was Brings, as I uh, would Brings. say, because they <laughs> bring, Brings, yes, because uh, they were a younger, fresher version and uh, brought like rock music and very mainstream music to the carnival. And the third wave, which was uh, majorly influenced by bands like Cat Baloo or Kazala. Dominic, when did you first go into Carnival? Oh, I think it was in 2011 uh, we, we started. We never thought about uh, to become uh, professional uh, musicians. And it was so just to have a look. And it's, it's very special because Carnival it's in Cologne, it's, you, you don't must be a professional musician. You mm -hmm. can play... Um, in, in very small areas or in bars or in in, in the Wirtschaft before 50 people we start and then we grow up and our, our song Dick K. Ward in, in 2012 
was uh, the beginning of our career and uh, it's very special but, but um crazy time yeah but that is that is really interesting i mean uh like really looking at that trajectory i mean i still have this one here that uh neulich the 2011 i think yeah 2011 2012 release and uh still listen to that every now and then when i feel homesick in the car it's uh really nice to listen to that it's uh kind of like a piece of home but i mean You have more than 20 years of band history now behind yourself, right? Let's maybe look back to today. Like, what would you say? How did the musical identity of Cat Baloo change over the years? We started like uh, young boys 20 years ago. And I think I was uh, I was 12 years old. And uh, we started and we, we were covering. We were searching for our own style. Then we go, you you uh, shown the, the uh, Kepalu Neulich, it's the first uh, studio album of us. And um, on this CD, we don't have our style. It was just a road to, to our identity today. It's uh, it's changed a lot. And it, it's it's a normal way uh, from a musician, but it's a normal way from, uh, from personality or for, from an, an identity because... Uh, Now, now I'm uh, 34 years old. I'm, I'm feeling still young. Yes, and uh, I think uh, I, I will. Uh, we will grow up uh, the next uh, years also. And I think it's a long road. And I hopefully, uh, hopefully, we do that tri uh, that trip. Maybe 30 years. I hope. Hopefully, it's uh, very special in, in Cologne. Um, when you when you have an evergreen or you have a hit, you can live from that a long time. But it really seems like you don't want to do that. I mean, like, Idiot Kevod will follow you probably to the end of your career. But, uh, I mean, you're continuously working on new material. And I feel like listening to your catalog, there is such a distinct transition from each record to another where it comes to songwriting, where it comes to the sound aesthetic. And now with the new drummer Hannes and with Yannick Yu joining the band, I mean, you bring a lot of uh, your own style into that. Um, what has changed at around uh, 2018, 2019, uh, when you joined the band together with Hannes? Like, what did you bring to the band? It's not the, like, like there was this one day that I joined the band. It was an ongoing uh, process of uh, getting to know each other. I mean, Dominic and I, we worked in a bar uh, together and um, Ketbalu used to do concerts there as well. It's a very small bar close to Cologne. So we knew each other. And then when Ketbalu grew, I joined them for bigger concerts uh, and uh, this intensified over the years we grew together somehow yeah. as dominic already pointed out uh, it's an ongoing process and i think uh, it's not uh, that we want to change something i mean sure we want to change uh, sometimes uh, the music uh, but we are always trying to find our voice and uh, alles bunt uh, i think it's just uh, the way our style is and was in 2022. But uh, today we just sat in the studio and worked on new material. And yeah, it's an ongoing process. We don't know where it will lead us, but uh, I'm hopeful that uh, it will go on. Very nice. I do follow your uh, stories and everything that you put on Instagram. If you're not, dear listeners, please do. They give you a lot of insight into their rehearsal space, and which I think is actually very clever. And one of the things that I noticed that over the months, 
there's a lot of experimentation going on with instruments, with sounds. Dominic, like, what's going on? What are, what are you doing there? It's very special because we have since, I think, two years or three years, we have our own studio. And every day we can go to the studio and we can play everything. We can record uh, everything. And it's, it's like uh, like a paradise for a musician because um, before that time we had to go to another studios where to plan it very very tightly because we have pl uh, we have played many many shows and there was not so much room uh, for go to to record some new songs and now we can every every free time we can go into it and uh, we can work together and I think uh, when I just uh, uh, look to the uh, last two years uh, when we uh, were because of Corona, we, we couldn't play. We had so much time in this studio. We, we spent so much time um, for doing music and spent so much time just five friends. And it was magic. And yes, and then you, you, you have fun with instruments. You get, you, you get crazy. And so that's uh, the kind of music I wanted to, to make. That sounds like you were seeking for independence in a way. Speaking of independent, you founded Meow Records, an independent label for musicians by musicians, I think was the tagline that I found. Is that also something where you said like, no, to do a next step, to be a little bit more independent and to have more control over what we do, Meow Records was the consequent step to do that? Yes, it's uh, like the normal life, yes. Uh, you, you grow up with your parents and uh, every time it's like this, uh, you, you go head on head. And um, yes, it's uh, the same with our, um, with our old label, you uh, told, uh, talk about uh, pavement. We wanted to go our own way and um, you have to know um, in, in Cologne there is one big label for the carnival. A long time they work with the carnival, but I think they work uh, not like... Um, not very fresh yes and uh, we wanted to go new ways and um, it's i think it's normal uh, we we have learned very much from uh, uh, in this time but i think uh, we we started with meow uh, in 2017 and it was a very um, good decision um, to go this way yes well, let's talk about the new album, Alles Bund. So listening to it, I noticed that there is something new that I have not heard before. And then I went back to older records. I was like, oh, yeah. And I feel like aside from the key themes and the musical aesthetic, there is so much depth that you've been playing with. Like there are sounds that are not all just like in one layer, but it's much more deeper layered it's it's almost like a uh, kaleidoscope of, of music i felt like and yeah for the first time your album has an intro and an outro the anfang uh, which means the beginning and the last track is that eng uh the end tell me a little bit about that i mean it's almost like a dreamlike soundscape uh, we were fortunate to work with a, a special producer um who is a to us, uh, he's a musical mastermind, and uh, he um, really understood our dreams and vision for this album. It turned out to be so homogeneous, and uh, like the stories we told, um, the music we wrote, it all evolved so harmonically and naturally that the whole thing beca became very organic, like a concept album. and. Uh, Concerning uh, the intro and outro, I think it was a dream uh, 
for all of us, uh, we always said we want to take the listener on a journey. We want to take uh, take them on a journey with us uh, and paint the word as colorful and it can be and should be. Like uh, there's also a lot of, um, we try to not put it so obviously, but there is a lot of political statements uh, that we wrote. Uh, maybe it's hidden somewhere, but it's there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, this is the, the picture of a world uh, that we want to live in. And uh, yeah, we try to give it a voice through our music. Yes, and also I think it's very much hope in it. And so uh, I, I think um, you can hear the, the, the magic we had in the studio. It was very, very big. Yeah, as a listener, I would absolutely agree. And when it came out, I was really wondering, listening to it for the first time, I really took time, sat down, I was like, okay, let's see what they're going to tell me here. It's such a politically and socially charged time. And in that time to produce a new album that has a certain comment, but is not too pedagogical or, you know, like trying to be too moralistic. And I think you struck a very good note on on that. Uh, and I think that is exactly what, what it needs to also allow for maybe a little bit of an escape from daily life in a, in a positive way. One of the things I was like reading, Yannick, that you uh, joined the band for a while now, but, and, and I was thinking like, oh, this sounds so different. I wonder if maybe it's him. And then I looked it up and you worked with Hain, um, another band that is very heavy on R&B. I would even say like rap influence, very soul influence. It, it sounds just very American. So Dominic, my question for you, What did Yannick contribute to to the sound of that album? Yes, uh, Yannick is a very special and very, very, very good guitarist. And um, he's a, a brain, a musician brain. I, I like, uh, <laughs> love it because uh, um, you have to know, Oli, uh, Kevin and me, we, we can't uh, read notes. <laughs> the only one who uh, has this possibility is, uh, is Yannick. <laughs> Kepalu was, the uh, last 20 years, we were four musicians. So um, in, in the last two years, uh, we had, we had a, a very good time because uh, we can play together. And Yannick was, uh, I think, Yannick, it was uh, 2014, you started mm -hmm. with us. And it becomes more and more, and um, ne we never find the um, the beginning of uh, to to go a new chapter with five musicians. And uh, I think Corona was the best possibility to come after that time um, as a four, five band together. We we go up. We, you hear it because Yannick was in the first time he uh, had the possibility to give his brain to our band. And now it's very, very, you hear the, the guitar play, but you also hear friendship and also the good vibes in, in our band. And yes, that's, it's a construct of us. I really think that whereas the older records were, uh, of course, it's music, so it's composed. But I think this one has like a compositional side where um, you take really full advantage of that. When we talk about lyrics, so I know that some of the listeners uh, to this podcast do not speak German. Can you talk to them a little bit about like the key themes of the album? 
Of course, there's one, I, I mean, let's start from our first single release, which uh, is uh, called Oh Wie Schön. There's also a YouTube video and you can find it uh, on every uh, streaming channel. I think it was the first song that we wrote when we sat down uh, and we finally had time. It was after the first lockdown, I think, um, we had in Germany. Uh, so it was in, uh, in early summer, end of spring. And um, we wanted to write something hopeful, something that we would be able to look forward to uh, through the, throughout this pandemic. But also, I mean, it doesn't have to be reduced just to the pandemic. It can also be just uh, about uh, dire times and overcoming them. So it's uh, called Ovishön, which means, uh, oh, how nice. And uh, it's just about this one moment when you see the laughter of a friend uh, or a loved uh, person and uh, he or she is laughing ag again and you just enjoy life to the fullest. There's also socio-critical text. There is uh, our wish uh, um, uh, to make the world more colorful. Um, yeah, it's a, but I think mostly it's a hopeful album, I suppose. Dominic, what would you say? Yes, um, it's very important to enjoy life in every um, in every possibility, in every way you live it. And I think it's uh, there are bad bad times, and you also have to enjoy the bad bad times also. So find uh, find the way and look up in the in the bad times and find the positive things. It's um, I, I think it's pro process of of um, of us. When we when we uh, write it down, we uh, we we thought about life, and we thought, wow, uh, in in the last years it was uh, we can uh, have everything. I think uh, I call me uh, the millennium generation. I uh, there I don't I, I can go everywhere I want. I don't know um, wars or something like that. That and I never thought about uh, wow, it's very special what you have. I remember to these things and thought, whoa, uh, life is so, I don't know, breakable. So it's so important to enjoy every second of your life. Yeah, I think that is um, probably the, the thought process that a lot of people have gone through throughout the pandemic. And I guess it is really also a big chance for reflection on privilege, right? Like how privileged are we? How much does the pandemic actually affect us? And what does that mean for for us and our behavior in, in daily life but yeah i mean see we're we're scratching the the, the big topics here <laughs> coming from the music immediately i would like to to round up the interview uh, now so um after leaving cologne i lived in berlin for a while and i was very pleased to like find a bar where i can watch fc Köln. and after the game of course well some coach music was played your songs played. Then I moved to Chicago and I found some FC fans here, uh, found a brewery that uh, brewed some Kölsch. It was actually very good. And they had a Kölsch night and they asked me like, oh yeah, do you want to make a playlist? So I was like, yeah, sure. I can put together a Kölsch playlist. So uh, there they were again. And then a lot of people actually said like, 
yeah oh like as, as soon as the conversation comes to cologne and music like your name comes up and that is really something that i find so fascinating that the city of cologne has that pull that fascination in terms of its soccer club its beer culture its general culture just the city that it is and yeah just carnival but i i think it is absolutely fascinating and i hope that it grows and that you carry that torch of uh Kölsche Mundart uh, for many, many years. So at the end of every conversation for this podcast, I ask six quick questions. So number one, which musicians were your motivation to become musicians yourself? My father, I think. Yannick? Uh, I think uh, the German band Die Ärzte. I was oh. a huge fan as a child, yeah. And I wanted to be a rock star. <laughs> uh, your favorite choice of Kölsch? I think it's Gaffel. I'd say that I don't like Kölsch in specific. I would choose another beer, but uh, I would say Reisdorf. Question number three. What is a topic that you still dream to write a song about? I wasn't part of writing Etik uh, Ward, um, but I would love to write a song about uh, Köln, and, but in a way that would match our design i don't know okay dominic you have written it yet gave also what's your choice i i, I never thought, thought about that because i i um, i write when i write something it comes directly from my heart and uh, from my emotions but um i think um, i i want to to write a song with breaks people together and uh, from from, ho from uh, hopefully from how the words and maybe a, a song Uh, like Viva Colonia, who's uh, who everybody sings in Bavaria, maybe in Chicago or something like this. It's a big dream. Yes, it's a big dream. But um, you, you, I think uh, you have to sing big. <laughs> All right. Fourth question. Which current musician living outside of Cologne inspires you at the moment? I mean, I listen to a lot of uh, music from the United States, uh, actually. So, I okay, yeah, I have a... Um, There's this uh, music uh, that I stumbled upon uh, on YouTube, and it's uh, by Toby in Wigwe. And oh. he's a rapper from uh, from the United States. Uh, yeah. But I liked his uh, aesthetics so much and the way he's rapping. Uh, I think uh, you can hear it, and uh, I think it's uh, Open Secret. Yes, I, I think it's a co-play. It's like a, a religion. It's very great. I'm going to put a link to, to those in, in the comments um, of the episode would you ever want to plan a tour in the u.s well, for sure <laughs> we have many time to, uh, um, we spent here in cologne and uh, i think 200 kilometers around and um, yes that's a uh, i think every every musician it's, it's a big dream for from every musician to make a u.s tour oh Yannick, i would love to and i think <laughs> i mean uh, The um, there is this dream in our band to go on tour and just play the smallest venues and yes. uh, just uh, go to the local bars and not in to the big cities. I mean, the big cities in the US are amazing as well, but nonetheless, uh, I mean, this is I think the closest that is possible for us at the moment. But we would love to do it. Uh, we often ask us uh, what. What would uh, some British people or some um, people from US think about us uh, from uh, just of the sound? Because I think culture dialect it's uh, um, very smooth and uh, it's very 
Yes, I, I think it's better. Uh, it's um, uh, more harmon harmonic, like uh, as, as as German. It's not so hard. Well, I I think that would definitely work. I I mean that's why I chose that question because I could really see that working with with the people. And I mean, of course, there are always a lot of expats around who are German or who can speak German. And uh, but yeah, so maybe we can. Uh, hear about the uh, Kapalu Honky Tonk Bar Tour uh, <laughs> <laughs> soon. But uh, let's stay uh, focused on this year. Uh, last question. What are your plans for the band for this year? Oh, there is a big, um, big plan. Uh, we, we have uh, so many shows we, uh, from, from the last two years. Um, that's just, we want to play. That's uh, the, the first, uh, first thing, I think. And in the future, I think in, we have to to talk about next year or, or in the next two or three years. Um, there are big big dreams from Köln Arena to Stadium, but uh, I think most dream is uh, is really that uh, we can go to stage again. I think uh, the, the the dream for the next year is just to enjoy what is there to come, like uh, all the small things. And yeah, I like that. Let's hope for the best. That's a good uh, final word. I hope you have a lot of fun in your rehearsal space and come up with some great music. All right, that was Yannick Richter and Dominic Schönenborn from Cat Baloo. Check out their latest album, Alles Bund, on Miau Records. You can find that also on streaming services like Spotify, Deezer, and whatever else you're using to get your music. For tour dates and everything else, you can check out catbaloo.de. That is C-A-T-B-A-L-L-O-U.de. The next tour is set to start in May of 2022 and it will go all the way through December when their fantastic Weihnachtskonzerte, the Christmas concerts, are scheduled and fingers crossed that they're happening this year and I will add a link to all of that, also the YouTube channel with all of the videos to the description of this episode. Dominic, Yannick, I wish you all the best for the coming year. Stay healthy, and I can't wait to come back to Cologne and uh, hopefully see you live on stage. And uh, yeah, thank you very much for being my guest today. Thank, thank you, you for much. having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. And that is it for this episode of FC Überall. I will be back soon with episode two of season two. If you have a question, a suggestion or a comment or are a fan of FC Köln out there who would like to be on the show, reach out to me via fcval at gmail.com. That is E-F-F-Z-E-H-U-V-V-E-R-A ll at gmail.com or via twitter at fcval that is it for now thank you very much for listening take care and as always 